Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. This is essentially putting it out there to other teams. If you want him for the right sure. price, then certainly you can have him. And I would say sure. the fact that someone else could sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet, give him two first-round picks, and end up bringing Lamar Jackson onto their team really ramps up the intensity here. The Baltimore Ravens now officially tagging Lamar Jackson. But a lot of other teams are going to be looking at this and going, what is the right price on this one? Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation, live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. You heard Ian Rappaport right there from NFL Network talking about franchise tag, non-exclusive franchise tag, quarterback Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. There are six guys officially been hit with the franchise tag. The deadline has come and gone, so it's a done deal record. It's in the books. Every single one of them, non-exclusive franchise tags, including quarterback Lamar Jackson. You heard Ian Rappaport right there in the open just kind of break it down. Hey, look, open for business. That's what that means. Got the non-exclusive franchise tag. The Baltimore Ravens are open for business. Does not mean that he won't be a Baltimore Raven in 2023, but it also does not mean that he will be a Baltimore Raven in 2023 because as it's a little bit different when it pertains to Josh Jacobs uh, because it's the same tag. And, of course, uh, just like any team could go and put Lamar Jackson on an offer sheet, any team could go and put Josh Jacobs on an on a offer sheet. But most likely, teams aren't going to make a trade for a running back where they would make a trade for a franchise quarterback. So there's a big difference there. Uh, the six guys that have been franchise tagged, Lamar Jackson of the Ravens, Tony Pollard, a running back of the Cowboys, Josh Jacobs, obviously, of the Raiders, Saquon Barkley of the Giants. Are you seeing a theme here? Three running backs, Evan Ingram, tied in from the Jaguars, and Deron Payne, defensive tackle from the Washington Commanders. Really surprised that only six guys were franchise tagged, but there it is. It's in the books, and now negotiations and the games, as I mentioned, do begin. So it uh, should be a fun show today. We have lined up for you here on Unnecessary Roughness on Red Nation Radio 920. My man, Damon Cotton, and your boy, Q. We're going to ride with you for the next three hours. Excited about the show that we bring to you, just like we do each and every day. Uh, excited about the guests that we have coming up on the show. And please believe, as you heard Lamar Jackson, our conversation about Lamar Jackson in the open, going to have a lot based on Lamar Jackson on today's show. The guests that we have coming up starting at 2.30, Ed Graney from the RJ and our sister station ESPN Las Vegas normally joins us on Monday, but he was at the Thomas and Mac yesterday covering the Lady Rebels so he'll join us to talk about that. But more importantly, and I don't mean to say that's slighting the Lady Rebels at all, but of course we're here to talk about the Raiders as well. So Ed Graney will talk about free agency as that gets going next week. The tampering period starts on Monday and then free agency and the Raiders right now look at about $40 million in salary cap space, give or take a, a few dollars here and there. So they look like they're in a good position in free agency. Does that mean that they're going to spend a lot of money? No. Does that mean that they're not going to spend a lot of money? No. But, you know, there is going to be a level of activity and we'll have to see what that is. But we'll talk all things Raiders and building the team with Ed Grady coming up at 2.30. Then at 3 o'clock, our normal Tuesday guest, John McClain, GalleriesSports.com, Sports Radio 610. We'll go all around the NFL. We'll talk about Lamar Jackson. We'll talk about the full court press that the Jets are putting on Aaron Rodgers. It's so funny, the report from Dan Graziano and Rob Demosky, who is, I've been talking to Rob Demosky for years like years, going back to the time I was in Central Texas uh, many, many years ago. And I just finally met him at the Combine this past week. And so we, you know, we talked for a little while just talking about, you know, the memories of when I first, you know, reached out to him and we first started communicating to where we are now. But 
All of a sudden, I see a report from Dan Graziano, Rob Demosky, that the Jets are continuing to have conversations with Aaron Rodgers. I was like, wait, continuing? I didn't know they had one conversation, right? I hadn't even heard that Aaron Rodgers was was, was playing this year. Like, nobody knew. So all of a sudden, Demond, uh, we heard the, the news about Derek Carr and the Saints yesterday. And I felt like that that was kind of the news that, all right, the Jets are all in on Aaron Rodgers. That's who they want. That's another reason why he he ultimately made the decision to go to the Saints, which I think that's the better spot for him anyway. But it, that let me know that the Jets were all the way in on Aaron Rodgers. Then today we find out they're having another conversation. They're flying out a crew to go meet him and try to sell him on the New York Jets. So it looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to be up out of Green Bay. It could be a New York Jet sooner rather than later. Yeah, as you say, done deal records, this sounds like a done deal. <laughs> you know what's funny? They, you know what's funny? That's really a record label, too, by the way. Oh, is it? <laughs> I just want everyone to know I won't make this stuff up. That is really a record label. Done deal records. It's out the Bay Area. Bay Area. <laughs> All right, go ahead. But it sounds like a done deal if it's, <laughs> hey, we're sending like a, a contingency, right. assuming the GM and some other guys like that. The owner's going. The oh, Yeah, it's done deal records that they're all <laughs> right. flying out. Because could you imagine if the Packers were like, who's coming? Right. We didn't say you could talk to them. We have known nothing about this. Right. So that obviously means that the Packers are like, hey, man, get your stuff and you can get up out of here. As soon as we get the re- get good on the compensation, right. you're gone. I, I'll tell you right now, if anyone had ever said, hey, DeMond, by the way, uh, Natalie's going to fly out to Texas and talk to Q. Guess what? That means Q got the job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? You don't just send the, the 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 big the big dogs. You don't send the big dogs for no reason. And then if they do come back in two weeks and it's like, yeah, it talks fizzled. The Jets said, no, we're good. What? <laughs> right. That would be the bigger surprise as of today right. if in two weeks uh, the Jets said, no, we're good. Yeah, exactly. Not going to happen. So it sounds like, like, like DeMond said, uh, everything is just about a done deal when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. But, of course, we'll update you on that. But, when we talked to John McClay, we'll scattershoot around the NFL. We found out Daniel Jones got a four-year, $160 million deal for the Giants, which in reality, it's really a two-year, $82 million deal, but good for him. Good for him. That's $82 million off of one year of success. We just talked about Geno Smith yesterday. He got his three-year, $105 million deal, which is ultimately like a two-year, $60 million deal. But look, I'm not mad. If you could parlay one successful year into contracts like that, good for you. So with that being said, the Giants are able to get him under contract, so that allowed them to have the opportunity to franchise tag Saquon Barkley. And it's funny, when I read, read off the names of the guys that were franchise tagged, and I said, you see the theme going here, three out of the six players that were franchise tagged are running backs. Yeah, if I'm Saquon Barkley, I, I don't know. I know he can hold out, or he could, but, you know, you got to pay those I mean, lines. they all could, right? You could, Man, but I would be so mad because you know when it comes to who's the better football player, it's Saquon Barkley. Oh, yeah. But the way that we've seen yep. the running back be so devalued where oh, man, I just feel so bad for him because I know it's your teammate, but I would be so mad that Daniel Jones is getting how much money? Right. And then he's only getting $10 million on right. the franchise tag? Right. Where I know that the quarterback, he's the reason that's success. Anybody could have did with Daniel Jones. Any quarterback <laughs> right. that's, you know, let's say a starting level quarterback, you you plug and play Jimmy G on that same Giants team. If he stays healthy, they probably still have the same amount of success. I wouldn't doubt that at all. And, you know, for the most part, and everyone pretty much knows this, that the franchise tag is a placeholder. It's a placeholder to allow teams to continue to have those conversations. And that's what the Raiders are doing with Josh Jacobs. They're going to continue to have those conversations. They have till mid-July. To get a deal done, we get that. And if they don't, well, then there's conversations that have to be had. Then there's all of a sudden the decision, is the guy going to play on the one-year deal? Is he not going to play? What's, you know? And until he signs that franchise tag, he can't get fined. 
right? There's no fines if he doesn't ever sign the franchise tag because he's not under contract. But it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to go ahead and sit it on out and not do anything. We saw what happened last time someone did that. That was Le'Veon Bell. And we all saw his career was never the same after that. Not saying that a guy like Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley is just going to fall off the map, but... We've seen it happen. So, of course, the, again, the franchise tag is the placeholder. Uh, but, again, there's only six guys that got hit with the franchise tag, and that surprised me. So we'll talk all things NFL with John McClain coming up at 3 o'clock. At 3.30, our guy Ryan Fowler from the Draft Network, he'll join us, kind of a continuing with the recap from the Combine in Indy. I actually met him there. I was able to talk with him a little bit. We'll talk about the players that he feels like their stock went up, their stock went down, where they may position themselves now in the upcoming draft. We'll talk offensive guys, defensive guys. If anyone out there – has a guy that they want us to ask about. Anytime we have draft guys on, people always have a guy that they say, hey, can you ask this person about this player? And a lot of times, we'll try to get as many of those in as possible, but uh, if you have somebody on top of your mind that you want to make sure that we ask Ryan Fowler about it coming up at 3.30, make sure you hit us up either now or hit us up right during that interview so we can check, check it out and, and ask him about them. Again, that's a 69187, keyword R&R, so don't be text sign. It's the best way to get a question in when we're talking to a guest. So uh, Ryan Fowler, the Draft Network, he'll join us at 3.30. Then Ari Mayroff, he's now at the 33rdteam.com, does a great job with them. Um, at my sports update on Twitter, if you're following along on Twitter, uh, we're going to talk all things free agency. Today was really one of those days I wanted to kind of focus in on free agency and kind of get an early preview of guys that are going to be in high demand come next week. And I'll tell you this, Damon, Derek Carr, signed by the Saints. Geno Smith, signed by the Seahawks. Daniel Jones, signed by the Giants. I feel like, well, Aaron Rodgers, most likely at the Jets. I feel like the quarterback carousel that we've talked so much about is really starting to dwindle down before it ever even gets started. Now you're going to have a guy like Jameis Winston out there. Eh. Jimmy G, his stock has probably gone up. Eh. You know, and, and it's funny. You know, we, I, I listen to the morning tailgate every morning. I, I like to hear what they're talking about. I like to hear what Raider Nation has to say. Uh, you know, everything that they say, I definitely don't agree with. But it's fine. I mean, that's, that's, that's what it's, uh, it's about, supposed to be out. You know, they could give their opinion. Raider Nation could give their opinion. But I'll tell you what, man. I heard Vinny this morning, and we'll have Vinny on at some point this week. I heard Vinny this morning pounding the table for Jimmy G. Pounding the table. And that's like, I don't know if Jimmy G is like the morning tailgate, tailgate mascot or something. I don't know if they have a little, like, a, what's those little garden gnomes? I don't know if they have a garden gnome of Jimmy G. But, man, between Heidi and Vinny, they're pounding the table for Jimmy G. And I was like, this dude is not all that, and all they keep referencing is his winning percentage, and I'm thinking, yes, but he had a defense and a damn good run game. You know, and I'm not trying to start this whole Derek Carr conversation, but if you gave Carr what Jimmy G had for most of the time, he'd have been good too. But, Q, it's like you said, the options are drying up. I know. You know, it's not as much water but, around, but so you got to go with settle? who's on the market. Do you settle? I feel like Jimmy G would be a settle, right? I mean, that's to me. Yes, it, Q, because... You 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 look at the, the best girl. Who can I ask to prom? All right, she's going with someone else. So I want to take a scallywag? Do you want to go to prom with someone? I'd rather go solo bolo and take my chance. Okay, well that's gonna be the, that's gonna be you. <laughs> but you gotta be going. You gotta go with somebody. Go, I don't want to go with the girl that everyone on the block has gone with. But you gotta go with some. That's the that's the rule I for this prom. Do then. Nothing. That's the rule for this prom. Then you gotta go with somebody. You gotta have somebody be the starting quarterback. <laughs> it's gotta be somebody. Where what do you want to do? You want to take? You better it? go to Old Faithful. You gonna take what? Who's that? Jared Stidham? Just bring Stidham I back? I mean, look, man. I mean, are you are you really getting? Is it that much of an improvement with Jimmy G over Jared Stidham? It's a guy who's got proven experience in the league. Okay, but Jared Stidham has proven experience with this team more recently and the system more recently. 
I still think you got to go out there and sign somebody. So are you on, gotta, are you team Jimmy G too? Not not as much. I mean, it, depending on who's still out there. If you said Jimmy I don't G understand, or, I don't understand the infatuation with them. I really don't. And like I said, this is no disrespect to them. I have no problem with their opinion. That's cool. I just can't get on board with it. Like when I'm driving, I'm just I'm like. I'm looking around, making sure I got you know bumpers on the side of my car, so I don't ride off the side of the road as much as I keep hearing about Jimmy G, Jimmy G, Jimmy G. It's because he's the best option available that fits with Josh McDaniel's system. Ooh, where boy, you can that's say, a tough pill to swallow for me. It is, and it, and you are not Jimmy G. I would say for maybe two weeks ago, I'll I'll try I'll speak for Vinny a little bit here. He probably wasn't as high on Jimmy G, but when all those options, you know, the musical chairs game, it's it's going, it's dwindling down, and I guess Jimmy G don't look so bad now. Because two weeks ago it was, hey, maybe it's Aaron Rodgers, maybe this or maybe that. Oh, let's see what could happen after the combine. I don't think that any of those quarterbacks are going to be there by the seventh pick. I, I because of the way the, way the draft's shaking out. But after. the one thing I've said about Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels and Champ Kelly, I've continued to say they're not going to force the issue just because they have to have. Right? And I feel like if you go and say, all right, well, we're going to – and look, Jimmy G's going to get paid. Because because of what we're talking about, the market, somebody is going to say, well, we'll give him two years, $82 million like Daniel Jones, or we'll give him whatever Derek Carr got, like the real money, not the four-year $150 million, yeah. but the real money. We'll give him something like that because they're desperate. I don't think that this staff is desperate. I feel like that they've shown that they have discipline in their nature. So they're not going to be so, you know, so, I don't want to say... Hellbent. Let's put hellbent. That's probably the radio-friendly way of saying it. They're, they won't be so hellbent on they have to have. Instead, they'll say, okay, this is not the good option. Let's go with this option. Right? I just, I don't know, man. It just, it seems to me that they're almost trying to, and I don't mean the morning tailgate. I just mean in general. It's like they're almost trying to force Jimmy G on you when he really shouldn't be that high on the, on the option list. Like, in, in case of emergency break glass, I get, but... You ain't had an emergency yet, as far as I'm concerned. Of the veteran quarterbacks out there that have, you know, had some experience winning games that are going to be free agents, who do you see? Bring them in. Hey, start compete with Stidham in a rookie. This is the guy. Hey, I don't. I wouldn't. Mind I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't. I don't really see some great options at this point. Yeah, I'm not saying that like any Baker of those. Baker Mayfield's out there. Jameis Winston's going to be out there. Jimmy's going to be out there. Uh, what Jacoby Brissett's going to be mm-hmm. out there. Brian Hoyer's out there. I heard someone say Brian Hoyer. I think Clay said Brian Hoyer or something like that. I was like, kidding me? Turned like, up his mic. I mean, yeah. Like seriously, like none of those things are good options. And I mean, if, if you're going to roll with one of those options, honestly. I, and you know how I've been. I've been the whole time. I have never been like, oh, Jared Stidham is the end-all, be-all. But if you're going to roll with one of those options that we just rolled out, just roll out with Jared Stidham. Just go with Jared Stidham and take your luck. And go draft a guy and, and have him compete. And if at some point in the season he takes over, cool. If not, then so be it. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to roll out with, all right, why don't you just roll out with, all right, that you already have in, in, in your building? We got all right at home? I, I think all right's <laughs> already at home. Right? I mean, if you're going to go out of your way, don't you want to upgrade at least a little? I do think that those options that you named are a little bit better than Jared Stidham. Really? Yes. Who? All of them? Jacoby Brissett sure ain't. We've seen Brian Hoyer sure ain't. Okay, Brian Hoyer, I think that, that, that's a name. Come on, let's, let's be honest. Brian Hoyer shouldn't even be in the conversation. But he's in, but he's in the Patriots system. So he knows the system. That's why. Well, well, we could say Jacoby Brissett's been in the Patriots system. That's why I brought him up. Yeah, well, I, Brian Hoyer, that's one of those. Let's be real. I feel like he. nobody has been thinking we're going to bring Brian, Cor- Brian Hoyer to be our starting like quarterback. It almost sounds like you're thinking about Jacoby Brissett. I, more than Brian Hoyer, yes. Mm. Baker Mayfield, yes. Better than Jared Stidham? 
Yes. I mean, not really, because he has to learn he has to learn Josh McDaniel's system. I see that's that, the thing. I seen Jerry's, that man get off the plane on Tuesday and win the game on Thursday. Against the Raiders. And that was on them. That was on more of the Raiders than it was on Baker. So where I would push back and say Baker's not a good option, it's not that he's not a good option, it's just it's gonna take him longer to learn what Jared Stidham already knows. He's got he's got a head start on him already. That's my point. Jared Stidham is already at the at the forty yard line. Baker Mayfield is still be coming out the locker room. Jared Stidham only got to get 60 yards to get to the end zone. Baker Mayfield still got to get on the field. It's easier to score a touchdown if you're on the field. Just saying. I don't think he's that good, to be honest. Jared Stidham? Yeah. I'm not saying he's that good, but he's a lot better than, than Baker Mayfield in this system because he knows it. He's very familiar with it, right? I think the system talk is getting a little bit overblown. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I no, do think fine, it, where it's, like it's football and these guys are got to come in and play. I don't think that like someone's mind is going to crack and they say, hey, guys, how about you just do me a favor and release okay. me because the system's too much. No, no one's going to ever say that. If, I, I would think that that's a quitter. I don't think there's any quitters in the NFL. But how many times have you referenced that Devontae Adams said Jared, uh, Josh McDaniel's system is like speaking another language? Yes, but I do think that when you give these guys, bring them in for that complete offseason – where Devontae Adams has, I know quarterback is different than wide receiver, yeah, but yeah, having yeah. to pick up, you have that entire offseason to pick up this playbook, to pick up this system. Hey, talk, right. I talk with Josh every day. You hear the quarterback and the coach, For sure. they almost become one. Where I do think that by the time the regular season rolls around, will they have that 100% mastery? Mm-hmm. Probably not. But I don't think it's going to, I don't think the playbook is that extensive that NFL starting level quarterbacks are going to say, hey, yeah, it's difficult. This is different jargon. These are mm-hmm. different things, but concepts, things that you've learned from other teams, certain type of plays. Some of those things have to be a little bit similar to where it's not so much as this is the most difficult thing that Do I've ever learned. Do you think that before. Carr had a pretty good understanding of the, of the offense? Yes, I think that he had a good understanding okay. of I've heard people say, hey, back when I used to work with Raiders, Carr had like a photographic memory. Okay. But I also think that it was more of, yeah, he's got the photo, the photographic memory, mm-hmm. but do we trust him to do what needs to be done in this offense to succeed? Well, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's not more of a system. Maybe it's a trust factor. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe maybe Josh McDaniels has more trust in a Jared Stidham than he does in a Baker Mayfield because he doesn't know him. You know what I mean? Yeah, that could never, be the, he's that, never that worked be the with case. So maybe, well, yes. maybe that's it. Either way, I think all these quarterbacks that we're talking about, none of them are, are, are option A. Like, if I go to the dealership, those aren't the ones I'm looking at first. Those are the ones that my credit score might say I have to go get. But they ain't the ones that I want, right? I, I go in with Escalade money, and they're like, no, but your credit tells me that you over there. You over there, brother. <laughs> You're over there in the old Seville, right? <laughs> have you ever done that? Have you ever been humbled at the car dealership? Uh, No, man, I buddy. Have, <laughs> I have, brother. I've gone in with big old plans. Hey, I'm going to go in here and get this Navigator. I've been, I've been eyeing. I did that one time. No, I did. When I was delivering for uh, FedEx, it was in Tulare, California. It was the BMW dealership right there. It was right down there by uh, M Street. I, I'm telling you, I, I remember it like it's yesterday. I looked at this BMW for months, sit there on the block. And I was like, man, that thing, and the price is dropping, dropping, dropping. I was like, you know what? I, me and Lil Q are going to go in this weekend. I'm going to go get that BMW. We went in there. We test drove that bad boy. Woo! Lil Q said, Dad, get it. I said, done, son. Done. I'm going to go get it. Went in the dealership. Ran my credit. They said, no, sir. <laughs> That's you over there. <laughs> You're in the wrong lot. You need to be across the street. Some other fine options. I'm laughing really hard about that. That's great. And Lil Q said, what happened, Dad? I said, can't go. No go, brother. <laughs> I drive a used Toyota Prius. So when you're talking about you ain't never been to the dealership, because no, I'm thinking, what's getting me from point A to point B with good gas mileage? 
<laughs> well, don't worry. Your time is coming. Your time is coming. And, but that's what happens, though, when you're driving and you start seeing something, you start thinking about it. You're like, man, I can sure see myself doing that on Saturday night, driving down the block. Oh, man, I look good. Man, his mama will be so angry when she sees me roll up. In this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking everything, man. I got all kind of bad intentions. Yeah, them bad intentions cut up to your boy real quick. <laughs> Not a chance, dog. Not a chance. But that's okay. That happens. That's how you live and you learn. You improve yourself. That's the old, old goal in life. You got to get better. Better with time. So anyway, we're really getting into the weeds of it today. I'm excited. Ed Granny at 2.30. John McClain at 3. Ryan Fowler from the Draft Network at 3.30. Ari Mayrov, 33team.com at 4 o'clock. Those are the guests that we have coming up on the show today. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So as I start this opening drive, and really we already were deep into the opening drive, it's a really good uh, start to the show, DeMond, but uh, Vinny Bonsignor put out a tweet. If you're wondering if the Raiders will be involved in Lamar Jackson, the answer is very unlikely. And there's many reasons for that you got to give up at least two draft picks, two first-round draft picks, because it is a non-exclusive tag. But the Ravens left the door open because it is a non-exclusive tag. I think that they played this right. And the reason why I think that they played this right is because they're going to allow the other teams in the league to set the price for Lamar Jackson. We all know what Lamar Jackson wants, right? Wants and gets are two different things. He wants more than Deshaun, $230-plus million. That's what he wants. And I'm not mad for him wanting that because Deshaun got that fully guaranteed. Now, what they did by putting the non-exclusive tag on it, that means a team like Atlanta, even though it's been reported that they're not going to be interested in them. Carolina, even though it's been reported they're not going to be interested in them. Vinny says the Raiders aren't going to be interested in them. That's fine. It lets you know that any team in the league could try to sign him to a contract deal, and then the Ravens have an opportunity to match it. So there's not, they're, now they're saying, okay, we're not giving you 230-plus guaranteed, but let's see what these other teams are willing to give you. And so when the team is willing to throw something out there, then the Ravens will say, oh, 185? Sure, we'll do that. And then sign him, and then it's a done deal. And he's back to Baltimore. That's most likely what's going to happen. That's why I think Baltimore played this correctly. But for S's and giggles, Raider Nation, I do want to throw it out there because we just rolled through, and that was a great way to segue, we just rolled through all the quarterbacks that look like they're available for the Raiders in potential free agency and free agency gets started next week. If it was up to you, would you send two ones to Baltimore for Lamar Jackson plus give him the contract that he wants? And if yes is the answer, and I do believe a lot of Raider Nation would sign up for that, what would the contract be? Knowing, what would your offer sheet be? Let's, let's, let's have some fun. What would your offer sheet be? Remember, you're giving up at least two first-round picks. That's what the non-exclusive franchise tag gets. They might ask for more than that, too. They might be like, you know what, two is not enough. Y'all need to get three. But whatever. They're, they're going to get two for sure. So you're giving up the two ones. I'll tell you right now, I would have no problem with giving up the two ones. No problem. Even though I like C.J. Stroud a lot, I don't think he's going to be available for the Raiders at seven. I would have no problem giving up this year's one and next year's one to get Lamar Jackson. And my contract, my offer sheet would be, because it's not going to be 230 guaranteed, because I, I don't think that any team is going to give that. I would look around, like the number I threw out there, about $185 million guaranteed. And know that you have a 26-year-old quarterback who could be a dynamic dude, who could be a boss in Las Vegas. Again, This is most likely not going to happen. The Raiders probably will not go down this road at all. But like I said, for S's and giggles, what would you do? What would your offer sheet look like if you're willing to give up the two ones to Baltimore for Lamar Jackson? 
Let us know about it. 702-365-9200. Of course, our don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. We're coming in hot today. Let's go ahead and start with the phone lines. Damon, who we got up first? Sean in Baltimore. Oh, Sean in Baltimore. B-Town. What's up, Sean? Hey, how y'all doing, fellas? I'm going to be honest with you, man. I think I think Lamar going to Miami. He's from that area, man. And the crazy part about all this is Baltimore don't know what they're doing because Lamar is, like, heavy-rooted in Baltimore. And if you've never been in Baltimore, Baltimore is off the chain, man. He's the only quarterback that I know actually show up at high school games. Like, on a Friday night, he'll show up to, like, um, a Naples high school game, and that was playing, like, Glenn Burney or something crazy like that. So he, they really don't understand what they're doing, man. Like, this dude is from Miami, and he's going to Miami. I'm telling you that. I've been saying this for, like, a year now. So that's just my opinion. And if, for, and if I was the Raiders or anybody, I would give up two twos. Even if you, so it's just hypothetical the Raiders are sitting at seven. So you still got to give up a one or maybe more to move up to like to the fourth pick or right. something like that. So if you if you give if you give two twos for Lamar, you don't expect to be drafting that high anyway. No more. So you what you drafting like twenty fifth, twenty sixth. So what are the twenty fifth pick? It's nothing, man. That's why it's I said like I'd give it up. Pick. Yeah, I'd give it up. Right, so, so what's your offer sheet look like? That's what I'm asking. What's your offer sheet look like? You have to give something at least close to Russell Wilson, at least. Okay. How much? How much Russell? How much Russell got paid? It has to be that. But I'm just telling you guys right now, book it, Miami. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Thank you for the call. I don't disagree with you. I think there's plenty of teams that will want him. Um, you won, you have to have two first-round picks. Miami doesn't have a first-round pick this year. So they'd have to figure out some other kind of compensation. You've got to have two first-round picks to be able to get him on the, on the non-exclusive tag. Two ones. Miami doesn't have a one this year. I know Miami's going to have major interest, and maybe they can negotiate something else out where they're not worried about it, where they're not you know, stressing off the two ones. Maybe somehow they, 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 they figure it out. But off top, you have to at least have, to sign him to an offer sheet, you have to have at least the two ones that you got to give up. And Miami doesn't have that in 2023. They don't have a first-round draft pick. They had to give that up because of their tampering that they got in trouble for. Uh, let's get one more call in. 702-365-9200. What would you do? Who's this? Devin. Devin. Devin, Q, come so, on. I got, I got a question for you but before I get with the Lamar Jackson thing. Okay. Would you rather spend $40 million on Jimmy G or spend $5 million on Stidham? I spend five million on Stidham, even though I think every it's going to cost. Even though it's going to cost more than five, every day and twice on Sundays, even if it costs more than five. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Now, Lamar Jackson, can you ask somebody who's coming on? Could they? Could they structure a contract? It's probably not likely. Um, kind of like the first year of Deshaun Watson's contract, make it super low base salary, so the the cap hit isn't very big, but give a huge signing bonus. Sure. Yeah, yeah, you can structure your contract any way you want. I mean, they can figure it out. Just like you said, that that Deshaun Watson's contract was almost criminal. It was so easy. No lies, no lies. But I would, I would do that for two ones if you could figure out a way to make his cap hit not forty or fifty million dollars a year. Gotcha, gotcha. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate that. We'll get one quick text in, then we'll hear from Ed Grady. We'll ask him. Got this text from six nine one eight seven keyword R and R out the four zero eight. Yes. Sign Lamar. Two first-round picks mean nothing if you get him. We'd have to give up more to trade for him with no tag. Give him a contract similar to Mahomes' 10- to 12-year deal. And this is the thing about it, and this is really why I wanted to bring it to the table. And, again, I would love to hear your offer sheet. Again, you have to give up the two ones, but what is your offer sheet? This is the, this is the sticking point right here, and this is why I don't think the Raiders will be involved is because of the guaranteed money. Like I said, I threw out there $185 million fully guaranteed. 
because that's what he's looking for, a fully guaranteed deal. Deshaun got 230. So think about the money that you'd be willing to offer in this offer sheet. And again, it doesn't mean he has to take it. Or Baltimore could say, oh, 185 million? Yeah, I'll match that. Done. And he goes back to Baltimore. And going back to, who was it that called from Baltimore? Sean. Yeah. Sean's absolutely right about Lamar and being in Baltimore. I think that that's the best place ever for him. I mean, he is all the way Baltimore. And I've never been there, but I just know what the people in Baltimore feel about Lamar Jackson. I think it would be awful if they let him go. I think that's a great location for him. But if they are going to let him walk, why not someone like the Raiders take advantage, right? <laughs> I don't mind cleaning up after your mistake, right? So I would say, like I said, the two ones, done. $185 million fully guaranteed, done. I have no problem with that. That's good. So, you know, that, that's, that's the thing about it, man. It, you, can, you can get it done. I just, like I said, I don't think the Raiders are going to really be involved, but it's fun to talk about it, especially since the quarterback, the, the little, the, the well, the sea of quarterbacks is really starting to dwindle, dwindle, and dwindle. So let us know. Would you send two ones to Baltimore for Lamar Jackson, uh, plus give him the contract you'd want? If yes, what would your contract look like? Give me the contract offer. Two ones we know are going to Baltimore, but what would you give up? As well. 228 is the time. Coming up next is Ed Graney. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Field Yates from ESPN tweeted out, teams that reportedly will not be pursuing a deal for Lamar Jackson include the Falcons, the Dolphins, the Panthers, the Commanders, and the Raiders. Funny thing about that is, all five of those teams need quarterbacks. <laughs> so, it's March 7th. I say it's Lions season. It's always Lions season. I'm not saying the Raiders are in on Lamar Jackson, but I'm also not saying that the Falcons, Dolphins, Panthers, and Commanders have ruled him out either, right? I think that all of those teams should have some kind of level of interest. And, oh, by the way, it doesn't hurt to ask and talk and see where he's at or what the Raiders could do or any other team could do. So with that being said, I threw the question out there. Would you send two ones to Baltimore for Lamar Jackson plus give him the contract you'd want? If so, what would that contract offer Look like we got one right here from the two three nine. Yes, send the two picks. Five years, two hundred thirty one million, fully guaranteed for Lamar. One extra million to make it better than Watson's. Drive up the price for Justin Herbert. That's a text from the two three nine on our don'tbebroke.com text line. And now we bring in our guy Ed Granny from the RJ and of course ESPN Las Vegas. You can catch him on the press box with Tyler Bischoff seven a.m. to ten a.m. And Ed, I'll start with you. Lamar Lamar Jackson, non-exclusive franchise tag. It would cost two ones at least to get him, and then you got to give him the contract that he's looking for. Do you think the Raiders should have interest in him? I think they absolutely should. This is one guy, you know, you and I have talked about Brady and Rodgers and kind of where they're at and where they're at in their careers and where Brady was, but this is one guy I would definitely have interest in. I send him the two, 231 guaranteed. Man, that's a lot. Yeah, it is. That's a lot, that's a lot of money. I'd send him, I don't, I'd have no problem sending him the two ones for him, um, but I might have to rethink the money there on the 231 guaranteed from the, uh, was it the 213 area code? Yeah, yeah, there you go. I, I thought the it was... Two, the 213 spending money that they don't have to spend. Just, <laughs> we always love spending other people's money. Right, exactly. I, I threw out the, yeah, the two ones I'm sending, no doubt. I have no problem with that. Even to move up in this draft, you're going to give up at least your first one sure. and, uh, and probably more. Uh, sure. And I said $185 million fully guaranteed is what my offer would be, and Baltimore would probably go match it. And I think that they played this right, Ed. I think that they put it out 
out there and let the teams determine what his market's going to be. Yeah. Oh, I think the I think you're exactly right. Why not do that? Why not let the the league decide? You know where everyone sits and. I think if you, that's your offer, and I like your offer there, I'd guarantee it if I, I'd, I'd match it if I was them. But, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, instead of having to just do one person negotiating, let everyone negotiate with them, let us see where it falls, and then you know, go and match it if, if that's what you want to do. And I think, for the most part, they would match it. Right. I agree 100%. I think that they'd say, okay, cool. That's what we were thinking anyway, so let's go yeah. ahead and just give them that deal, and then what, what are you going to do? I mean, you can't really do anything else. You can't say, well, never mind. I don't want that offer. So, uh, yeah. yeah. That, that makes, makes it interesting for teams on how much you offer him, right? If you're kind of playing, if you're playing with the playing with Baltimore a little to see what they'd match and whatnot. I think you have to be honest to yourself and Matt and offer him what you would offer him. I don't think you can get into trying to think about you know whether or not they'd match it and if you're going to play with them and, and stuff like that. I think you have to you know do your own diligence, figure out what you can afford, figure out what's best for your team, and then offer them the deal and then see what happens with their side. Yeah, no, that that's exactly how how you play it and just see, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Again, yeah, we're talking with exactly. Ed, Ed Graney from the RJ and, of course, ESPN Las Vegas here on Red Nation Radio 920. My man DeMond's got one for you. Ed, something that I wanted to ask you about, Q and I were talking about it early in the show, when it would be the Raiders in their quarterback situation going into next season, even if they were to, let's say, draft a rookie quarterback, do you think that they need to sign one of these mid-level veterans that are still out there on the free agency wire? I think they, I think they need a bridge. Um, uh, uh, I, I think they do. No matter who that guy is at seven, I guess you know you, you draft him and you, and you bring him in with someone else, and you just go ahead and let him compete and then see who wins the job. But you know, uh, if it's a guy that you're just not completely sure is ready, uh, Demond, I think you do. Now it's funny, you know, because Jimmy G's been you know uh, connected to them uh, recently. It's going to be really interesting to me and fascinating to me how much Jimmy G demands on the market. Um, you know, after what happened with Carr and, yeah. you know, Smith and where that number will fall. I mean, if I'm Jimmy G, I'm asking for 30-plus. Now, is someone going to pay him that? I, I'm not sure. People are desperate for quarterbacks right now. So, to me, you draft someone. I do think they're going to draft a quarterback. And then you have someone like Stidham. I, I See, I'm maybe more so than other people. I'm, I'm kind of a Stidham guy to be the bridge. Like, I think Jared Stidham would be fine to be the bridge. Um, Thank you, Ed. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would sign him. And he's not going to cost you as much. And, you know, I mean, he showed some things last year that he could do. And then if your kid's not ready to play, you play Stidham until the kid's ready to play. Now, if you take him seven, he's probably going to play sooner than later because you can't, mm-hmm. you can't sit a guy at seven that long. But that's what I would do if I was him. I would, I would sign Jared Stidham and I'd draft somebody. From all of the combine hype that we've seen and all the takeaways from this past weekend in Indianapolis, are you? Do you think that there's one quarterback that's more prepared to start than others? Well, I'd say Bryce Young if I didn't see the platform shoes, <laughs> right. um, which I thought were awesome. I'd love to see platform cleats, like to see cleats like that with like one cleat on it with the platform. Um, you know, you hear about how Stroud threw. Um, you know, uh, Will Lutz said he had the strongest arm, and it apparently that he did. I, you know, the numbers of Richardson were off the charts. Now, what does that mean in shorts and a T-shirt? And I think everyone agrees. If you watched him last year, he can be as dynamic as heck, but is he ready? So I think that's the most intriguing guy. And, I, you know, who knows? Here's the other thing. Who knows after that combine if he's going to be there at seven now? Right. You know, you, you might have to trade up to get him now, whereas like a month ago you'd never say that. But then he goes to the combine and puts up those numbers, and now I don't know if he'll be there at seven. So I think they're intrigued with him, um, and he would be the guy, I think, that 
you'd have Stidham as the bridge, you know, just in case he's just not ready yet, but in time he will be. I think that'd be a nice mix, man. I think that'd be a nice mixture of, you know, here's a guy who could be as dynamic as heck, but you're just not sure he's ready to start right away. So you get a guy like Jarrett Stidham in there and, and let him, you know, let him take him along. Yeah, I'm with you, Ed. I, I'd much rather see Jarrett Stidham as the bridge than Jimmy G. I just I don't feel like Jimmy G provides that much more of a chance to win, let's say, uh, than Jarrett Stidham does because, well, Jimmy G, yeah, he's won, but he's won with a great defense and a really good run game. The Raiders have a run game, but they have never had a great defense. No, they're not. And we talked about this in the show this morning. Like, you know, what? it's almost like Derek. I mean, Derek never had a great defense. You know, now he didn't have – he didn't win like Jimmy G did, but there were a lot of similarities there, and that's why I go back to what will the market bear for him? Mm-hmm. Like, what will be his price? Um, I don't know what you think about it, but like I said, if I'm his agent and I'm seeing what guys are signing for, right? You know, my my number's starting in the threes now. I might not get that because of his injury situation, and you know, is prone to be injured. He's only started every game I think one season that he's been a full time starter um, because of the injuries. But if I'm his agent, I'm looking around and saying, you know, there's a need for quarterbacks, and, you know, he's pretty good, and he's, you know, in that car range, so what are you going to give him? Right, exactly. No, if I'm if I'm uh, Jimmy G and his agent, I'm saying 35, 37, that's, that's yeah. my sweet spot. I mean, look, yeah. Daniel Jones just got two years, $82 million. Derek Carr got, you know, basically – Three years, seventy million, whatever. I yeah, mean, 70, whatever. Yeah. yeah, whatever you look at. Uh, Geno Smith just got what two years, sixty million guaranteed. I mean, yeah. If I'm if I'm Jimmy G and I've at least been to the Super Bowl, I'm saying that I need to be around thirty five or thirty seven. And for my money, and it's not my money, but if it was my money, that's just not worth it for me. Not if I can have Jared Stidham at a lot much lower price. Exactly. Um, that that's who I would take. I, I'll go back to him and say you're not going to. He's not going to cost much. I mean, how much better is Jimmy G than him? I don't know. I mean, he, the way Jimmy G gets hurt, um, I just don't think it'd be worth the money if that's what he's demanding and that's what you'd have to pay him. Agreed. 100%. Ed Graney is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. So, Josh Jacobs, he's also one that got hit with the franchise tag. Another non-exclusive is $10.09 million. And at the Pro Bowl, he said, hey, you know, uh, hero turned villain. Like He's not a big fan of the franchise tag. No player is. But uh, it's $10 million. It's $2 million more than he would have got on the fifth-year option. Do you think that the Raiders work out a long-term deal before that July 17th or 15th date comes up? You know what, Q? I'm not sure they do. I think they're going to. I think they're going to dig their feet in because he's a running back, um, and I think he's going to dig his feet in because he wants to get paid. Um, I don't know how much more they're going to guarantee him than they would on the tag. Um, I, I just have this feeling that this is what they want to do with him. Um, I don't know if they want to give running backs in more money than that. And that's what he is, and as great as a season as he had, I don't know how much more they'd give him. So, and if I'm him, you know, I'm kind of digging my feet in too. I mean, this is—he he knows he's a running back in the league, and so does his agent. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only certain times that a running back can demand a lot of money. You know, unless you know, unless you're you know a certain few in this league. So, I think it's going to be a longer negotiation than people might think. I might be wrong. They might sign the guy. You know. You know, Tyler and I say it'll probably be at ten oh one tomorrow because it's right after our show. <laughs> of course, it but, always uh, happens. <laughs> it always happens, right? You know, a minute after your show, all the yep. news comes out. Yep. But I just, I just have a feeling that they're going to dig in here on both sides because he's a running back. Last year, Ed, when free agency started, a lot of people were saying, "Hey, they aren't making any moves. Why is it such a slow process? When are they going to do something? Do, do you think we're going to see that same process again next week when free agency starts for the Raiders? I hope not. I hope they start defensively. Mm-hmm. And they start making some moves defensively. Um, that's what they need to do. They need to beef up their defense. That's why I've kind of gone over to the realm of I think they're going to draft a quarterback and get a guy on a rookie contract. 
and spend their money where they need to spend their money. And as Q said earlier, I mean, Jimmy Grapple had a defense. You know, Derek Carr never had a defense. And that's where they need to go. They need to start signing guys defensively and figuring out what they're going to do with their own free agents. But I hope it doesn't take very long, DeMond. I think, you know, they should start right away and try to you know, bolster the one side of the ball that really needs to be, you know, propped up. How much of the defense would you address? I mean, where, where would you start if you're Dave Ziegler and you got the free agent money, almost $40 million to get it done? Um, you know, he, I kind of agree with him. And, you know, what was his quote on the podcast, Inside Out? Yeah. Um, yep. I think that was his quote. And, I, you know, I mean, they need to get to the quarterback more because if you get to the quarterback more, you help everyone behind you. So they need to get to the quarterback more than they have. And they have an, you know, they have an elite, elite defensive end. Um, they have a guy who was supposed to be, you know, much better than he was. So maybe he bounces back. You know, we're not sure about that. But I would start interior and, and then work myself back, linebackers and corners. And if you can get some really good interior guys, I think that would help you right away. Yeah, no, they definitely need some defensive help. Uh, I think defensive tackle is something that they really need, a guy that, that could push that pocket. And the guy I was looking at was Jerron Payne, but now he's under the franchise tag with Washington, so that's about $20 million. And similar to Lamar Jackson, that's giving up two first-round picks. I don't think that that's worth it. I think you have to dip into the draft in that scenario. Yeah, I do think you need to dip in draft. And there's guys there. They've been their due diligence. I'm sure I'm sure they've seen guys that, uh, you know, that they like and they saw at the Combine, and you know, they'll see at workouts and, and whatnot. But I'm, I'm with you, too. I think defensive tackle would be the first place i go because you've got to get some push, man. They've got to get to the quarterback more than they have in the last few years. I mean, it's just, it, it, it creates everything on the back end, and it helps those guys so much. And they're not very good there either. But if you can't get to the quarterback, you're not getting any push, then you know, it really makes them susceptible back there. And you know, if you're not good back there and you're not getting any push, we've seen what the results are. Ed, before I ask you about the Mountain West tournaments, i got to take you back to this weekend. Uh-oh. What was your thoughts on the Sea Dragons versus the Vipers? Well, I know you did a great job, even though I couldn't hear you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but I did see you there. You were, you, were, you, were very, you were very dappered up. You should have seen him, Hugh. Very dapper. Right. Looked good. Looked, 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 uh, looked like he was ready to go. That's half the part. <laughs> uh, the Vipers, <laughs> you know, I, I, Devon, I don't know if you'd seen that. I had not seen that fourth and two and a 65-yarder to win it. Um, Danny Degenerate Danny said on our show the other day uh, this morning the only thing better would have been if Josh Gordon tiptoed his way back in the end zone and never turned around and ran in frontwards it would have been great if he tiptoed his way back in and went but you know the Vipers had it there um, they just can't finish man three straight weeks now they've had leads in the second half to and they can't they can't finish so I, I know Coach Woodson I, I was in the uh, press conference with him afterwards and his three word answers uh, kind of told the story about what he's feeling right now about the Vipers yeah, I mean, like you said, three weeks in a row, three straight losses. But the yep. Mountain West Tournament, Thomas and Mack, the Cox Pavilion, what have you seen so far from the Lady Rebels? Because they look like clearly the odds-on favorite. And what are the odds that you're going to give the running Rebels on the men's side? Um, I'm headed out to the women now. They play at five. Uh, comfortable 37-point win yesterday with uh, Reno. I don't think they're going to be San Diego State by 37. These guys uh, have had two really close games together. I was at Cox Pavilion a couple weeks ago when San Diego State was actually up 10 in the first quarter. So I think it's going to be tough. The, the, the hard thing is, um, and you know this, and Lindy has said this, um, uh, I know she said it on Cofield and Company yesterday, and she said it before, if they don't win this tournament, it's going to be hard to get in that large. This is not a league. I think it's that, the last that large out of the women in the Mountain West was 2,000. So it, you know, the committee saying you have to win your conference tournament so there's pressure on the Lady Rebels. I mean, you know, there's some good teams at the top, not necessarily at the bottom, that they've had to really play well against to beat. 
So, and starting with San Diego State today, so we'll see what happens. But um, they've got to win this thing, so it's two more wins for them if they can do it today and tomorrow. And we'll see what happens. They certainly, to me, when you have 29 wins and you've won 20 straight games, to me, you're deserving of a bid. Yeah. But I'm just telling you what history is. And history is they don't get at large bids out of that league. Wow. I never even thought about that. That would be a tough pill to swallow. Wow. Oh, to have a season like that go go 18 and 0 in conference when 20 straight at one point and have 29 wins. Right. I mean, wow. You can't get you can if you can't get in with that then you're just not getting in that large ever. Right. I mean, it's just it's, you just you can't you, if you go 18 and 0 in a league, a league where travel's difficult and there's definite challenges within the Mountain West, if you can't get one with that resume, then I just you're, you're not going to get it that large. I mean, I don't, I don't man, know. Ed, I don't care if you go 18 and 0 in the boys and girls league. Like, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, 18 yeah. and 0 is 18 and 0. That is not easy at all. I mean, your son plays college basketball. You go 18 and 0 in right. any conference, right? I'm sorry, you you, you deserve to. Well, I hate to. I don't use the word deserve a lot because you know I hate to use deserve in right. sports. I mean, let me say this: I think you've earned the right. Yes. Yeah. Hell, my my son's it. team would love to get 18 wins. Period. Let alone 18 <laughs> wins in a row. <laughs> Jeez, man, that's yeah, that's that's a tough pill to swallow. Well, Lady Rebels, go get it done. I'm ready we'll to. See, we'll uh, see. There's man to state today, and then and then they'd be um, seven o'clock tomorrow night in the final, and then the men. Four and four days is tough. I yeah. think they get Air Force tomorrow, and then um, then it becomes really tough. You'd have to go a gamut of like, you know, if you if you won out, you'd have to go a gamut of maybe if the seeds played out, Boise, Utah State, and San Diego State. So that would be difficult. Um, it's been done before in leagues, but four and four days uh, that makes it difficult. Yeah, that's not easy at all. But uh, the Lady yeah. Rebels go go get it done. Like I said, I'm ready to air their tournament games when uh <laughs> when it comes around. So I need them to get into the tournament so we can do that. So uh, there you go, man. Ed, what do you got coming down the RJ that I should be on the lookout for? Um, all the conference basketball tournaments this week into the March Madness, and then on Sunday, Selection Sunday. We're going to learn who's in the West Regional, and don't forget that the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight are here in Vegas uh, a couple weeks from now in the uh, West Regional. So we'll at least know what teams that might come to Vegas. Yeah, no doubt. The Baylor Bears could very well be one of those teams. So there you go. I know a lot of your money went to Baylor. (laughs) I mean, with the tuition I paid at that place, I hope they get here so I can at least watch them play. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Well, Ed, enjoy the game this evening. Thanks so much for your time. All right, buddy. Take care, you guys. I right, appreciate you, Ed Grady, right there from ESPN Las Vegas and our sister, or our sister station. But then also the RJ, you can check him out. And it was so funny. The very first day I ever worked here, uh, obviously coming from Central Texas, Baylor was the the team that we covered at the radio station. I saw Ed's car in the parking lot, and it had the big Baylor sticker on the back window and I was like you've got to be kidding me I can't get away from this school like there's nothing I can do I can't get away from them <laughs> Baylor follows me wherever I go and I had no idea that uh, Ed, it was a sticker on Ed's car but it was because his kid went to Baylor and so there's that so man uh, we had some really funny stories about that but yeah the, the day I pulled into the parking lot and saw Baylor stickers I thought okay someone's pranking me this has got to be the biggest joke in the world that Baylor's following me everywhere I go. 2.49 is the time. Many thanks to Ed Granny. Definitely appreciate him. Question that we threw out there to you as we got John McClain coming up at the top of the hour. Would you send two ones to Baltimore for Lamar Jackson? Plus, give him the contract he's looking for. If you would, what's the contract look like? Let us know about it. It's Radio 920. Yeah, for the New York Giants, Daniel Jones, it is a four-year deal worth $160 million Around what Dak Prescott got a couple years ago, there, but there's $35 million more available in upsides. When it comes to legalized bank robbing, I'm the best. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. I like it. 
Right there, Ian Rappaport dropping the details on Daniel Jones' four-year $160 million with $35 million on top of that could be added to incentives. It really basically boils down to about a two-year $82 million deal uh, when it's like when you take a step back and really look at it. But still, a lot of money for a guy that was all right. You know, he was all right. He did better under Brian Dayball this past year. I'll give him credit for that, but he wasn't all that. So we threw the question out there to you. Would you send two ones to Baltimore for Lamar Jackson? He's been hit with a non-exclusive franchise tag. Uh, plus, you have to give him the contract that he wants. And, of course, the contract he wants is more than what Deshaun Watson got, $230 million guaranteed. Now, the thing about this is the smart thing on Baltimore's part, as far as I'm concerned, is they let the rest of the league determine how much he's worth. Any team in the league could sign him to a, an offer sheet and say, okay, here you go. Here's a five-year, $215 million deal, fully guaranteed. And Baltimore could, and then he has to take it back to Baltimore. They could say, mm, okay, yeah, we could do that. And then sign off of it. Then they don't have to worry about giving more than what Deshaun Watson got. Or they can look at it and say, ah, too rich for our blood. Go ahead. You got him. But we get the two ones in return. So that, that could be how it works out. I think Baltimore did a, a good, made a good decision on the way that they're going about this, because I don't think any team in the league is going to give up more than $230 million. My offer sheet would have been about $185 million fully guaranteed. Four or five-year deal, $185 million. I don't think that that gets done. I don't think that Lamar Jackson would, would give the thumbs up on it, and I'm sure Baltimore would match it. But that's my offer. <laughs> that's my offer. So we throw it out there and ask you on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R, what is your offer? If you're willing to do that, give up the two ones. And the reason why I'd be okay with giving up the two ones, because if you look at the quarterbacks right now, like a C.J. Stroud, that, that's my quarterback number one in the draft, you're going to have to give up something to go get him anyway. You're sitting there at number seven. You're going to have to trade up. So most likely you'd have to give up at least a one and a two, maybe even more than that. Maybe you have to give up those two ones anyway to get up there to get that guy. I would prefer Lamar Jackson over any of the quarterbacks in this draft. I mean, I just would. He's proven. He's been a, a former league MVP. I think that would uh, uh, get the get the team fired up. I think Devontae would be fired up to play with him. I think Josh Jacobs would be fired up to play with him. I think a lot of players would be excited to play with Lamar Jackson if he was under center here in Las Vegas. So, yeah, I would definitely uh, do that. Uh, one quick text uh, from Jim and Yonkers Q. Can't give Jackson all that money when he can't finish the season after season. We're looking for a quarterback now because McDaniels got rid of Carr. He got spoiled with Brady. Don't need Jimmy G. If we draft a quarterback at seven, he starts day one or take him at seven. Or, or why take him at seven? We need a better quarterback than D.C. to justify the move or a rookie who has a much higher ceiling than D.C. Richardson or C.J. Stroud could be better than Jackson and a lot cheaper. That's Jim in Yonkers. 2.56 is the time. When we come back, John McClain, GalleriesSports.com. He'll join the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.